0: Father God, in Psalm 119, the psalmist writes, How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. May that be true for me today, as I listen to your word. Amen. Acts chapter 23 Paul looked straight at the Sanhedrin and said, My brothers, I have fulfilled my duty to God in all good conscience. To this day, at this the high priest Ananias ordered those standing near Paul to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. You sit there to judge me according to the law, yet you yourselves violate the law by commanding that I be struck. Those who were standing near Paul said, How dare you insult God's high priest? Paul replied, Brothers, I did not realise that he was the high priest, for it is written, Do not speak evil about the ruler of your people. Then Paul, knowing that some of them were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, called out in the Sanhedrin, My brothers, I am a Pharisee, descended from Pharisees, I stand on trial because of the hope of the resurrection of the dead. When he said this, a dispute broke out between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. The Sadducees say there is no resurrection, and that there are neither angels nor spirits, but the Pharisees believe all these things. There was a great uproar, and some of the teachers of the law who were Pharisees, stood up and argued vigorously. We find nothing wrong with this man, they said. What if a spirit or an angel has spoken to him? The dispute became so violent that the commander was afraid Paul would be torn to pieces by them. He ordered the troops to go down and take him away from them by force and bring him into the barracks. The following night, the Lord stood near Paul and said, Take courage. As you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must also testify in Rome. The next morning, some Jews formed a conspiracy and bound themselves with an oath not to eat or drink until they had killed Paul. More than forty men were involved in this plot. They went to the chief priests and the elders and said, We have taken a solemn oath not to eat anything until we have killed Paul. Now then, you and the Sanhedrin petition the commander to bring him before you on the pretext of wanting more accurate information about his case. We are ready to kill him before he gets here. But when the son of Paul's sister heard of this plot, he went into the barracks and told Paul, Then Paul called one of the centurions and said, Take this young man to the commander. He has something to tell him. So he took him to the commander. The centurion said, Paul, the prisoner, sent for me and asked me to bring this young man to you because he has something to tell you. The commander took the young man by the hand, drew him aside and asked, What is it you want to tell me? He said, some Jews have agreed to ask you to bring Paul before the Sanhedrin tomorrow on the pretext of wanting more accurate information about him. Don't give in to them because more than 40 of them are waiting in ambush for him. They have taken an oath not to eat or drink until they have killed him. They are ready now, waiting for your consent to their request. The commander dismissed the young man with this warning. Don't tell anyone that you have reported this to me. Then he called two of his centurions and ordered them, get ready a detachment of 200 soldiers, 70 horsemen and 200 spearmen to go to Caesarea at nine tonight. Provide horses for Paul so that he may be taken safely to Governor Felix. He wrote a letter as follows. Claudius Lysias, to His Excellency, Governor Felix. Greetings. This man was seized by the Jews, and they were about to kill him. But I came with my troops and rescued him, for I had learned that he is a Roman citizen. I wanted to know why they were accusing him. So I brought him to their Sanhedrin. I found that the accusation had to do with questions about their law. But there was no charge against him that deserved death or imprisonment. When I was informed of a plot to be carried out against the man, I sent him to you at once. I also ordered his accusers to present to you their case against him. So the soldiers carrying out their orders took Paul with them during the night and brought him as far as Antipatris. The next day, they let the cavalry go on with him, while they returned to the barracks. When the cavalry arrived in Caesarea, they delivered the letter to the governor, and handed Paul over to him. The governor read the letter, and asked what province he was from. Learning that he was from Cilicia, he said, "'I will hear your case,' when your accusers get here. Then he ordered that Paul be kept under guard in Herod's palace.
1: Nehemiah chapter 11 Now the leaders of the people settled in Jerusalem. The rest of the people cast lots to bring one out of every ten of them to live in Jerusalem, the holy city, while the remaining nine were to stay in their own towns. The people commended all who volunteered to live in Jerusalem. These are the provincial leaders who settled in Jerusalem. Now some Israelites, priests, Levites, temple servants and descendants of Solomon's servants lived in the towns of Judah, each on their own property in the various towns, while other people from both Judah and Benjamin lived in Jerusalem. From the Descendants of Judah Athiah, son of Uzziah, the son of Zechariah, the son of Amariah, the son of Shephatiah, the son of Mahalalel a descendant of Perez. And Mahaziah, son of Baruch, the son of Colhozar, the son of Haziah, the son of Adiah, the son of Yorib, the son of Zechariah, a descendant of Sheila. The descendants of Perez, who lived in Jerusalem, totalled 468 men of standing. From the descendants of Benjamin, Salu, son of Meshelam, the son of Joed, the son of Padaiah, the son of Kaliah, the son of Mahaziah, the son of Ithiel, the son of Jeseah, and his followers Gabai and Salai, 928 men. Joel, son of Zikri, was their chief officer, and Judah, son of Hasanoah, was over the new quarter of the city. From the priests, Udiah, the son of Joarib, Jakin, Sariah, son of Hilkiah, the son of Meshalom, the son of Zadok, the son of Merioth, the son of Aetub, the official in charge of the house of God. And their associates, who carried on work for the temple, 822 men, Adiah, son of Jeraham, the son of Pelaliar, the son of Amzi, the son of Zechariah, the son of Pasho, the son of Melchiar. And his associates, who were heads of families, Two hundred and forty two men. Amishzai, son of Azarel, the son of Azai, the son of Meshilamoth, the son of Imma, and his associates, who were men of standing, one hundred and twenty eight. The chief officer was Zabdiel, son of Hegadolim. From the Levites, Shemaiah, son of Hashub, the son of Hazricam, the son of Hashubiah, the son of Bunni. Shabbathai and Jezebed, two of the heads of the Levites, who had charge of the outside work of the house of God. Mataniah, son of Mekah, the son of Zabdi, the son of Asaph, the director who led in thanksgiving and prayer. Bakbukiah, second among his associates, and Abda, son of Shamowe, the son of Galal, the son of Yedathun, The Levites in the holy city totaled 284. The gatekeepers, Akub, Talmon and their associates who kept watch at the gates, 172 men. The rest of the Israelites with the priests and Levites were in all the towns of Judah, each on their ancestral property. The temple servants lived on the hill of Ophel and Zihar and Gishpar were in charge of them. The chief officer of the Levites in Jerusalem was Uzzi, son of Bani, the son of Hashabiah, the son of Mataniah, the son of Mekah. Uzzi was one of Asaph's descendants, who were the musicians responsible for the service of the house of God. The musicians were under the king's orders, which regulated their daily activity. Pathahiah, son of Meshezebel, one of the descendants of Zerah, son of Judah, was the king's agent in all affairs relating to the people. As for the villagers with their fields, some of the people of Judah lived in Cariath Arba and its surrounding settlements, in Dibon and its settlements, in Jacob's and its villages, in Yeshua, in Moladar, in Beth Pelet, in Hazor Shuel, in Beersheba and its settlements, in Ziklag, in Mechonor and its settlements, in En Rimon, in Zara, in Yarmuth, Zenoa, Adullam and their villages, in Lachish in its fields, and in Ezekah in its settlements. So they were living all the way from Beersheba to the valley of Hinnom. The descendants of the Benjamites from Geba lived in Michmash, Adyar, Bethel and its settlements, in Anathoth, Nob and Ananiah, in Hazar, Ramar and Gitaim, in Hadid, Zeboim and Nibalat in lod Onono and in Gi-Harishim. Some of the divisions of the Levites of Judah settled in Benjamin.
0: Father God, thank you for the blessing of your word. Help me to treasure it and to put it at the very heart of my life. Amen. For more resources to help you bring the word to life, go to premier.org.uk forward slash Bible.